Welcome to the If Only Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Christina DeFranco, and this podcast is a place for new entrepreneurs who want to build an intentional business and not look back and say, if only I did that, if only I knew that, or if only someone had told me that, because I'm here to share all the secrets you need to know to run a successful business. Grab your notebook or iPad because you're not going to want to miss these tips. Let's go ahead and get started. School is officially in session. Welcome back to the If Only Entrepreneurs a podcast. My name is Christina and I am your host. Today I'm very excited because we are going to be diving into an incredible interview with Riley Welch. Welcome Riley, so great to have you on. Ooh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're very excited. So Riley is from 92 Social. Um, He is the owner and it's a social media based agency in Toronto that works with small businesses, which I know a lot of our audience is. So I'm so excited to have him on. They help businesses create their brand presence and achieve their goals. And they do this through a process designed to empower your brand and outfit your business with the marketing tools you need to succeed. Riley worked in radio for six years with lots of broadcasting experience. Hopefully he won't show me up too much on this interview with his skills, but he's a really passionate about helping you get your business on social media, which I know so many of you have questions about. So I'm so excited to have him on today. How are you doing, Riley? I'm good. I'm good. That, oh, that, that bio. Wow. Yeah. I was like, trying not to smile. Like, wow. <laughs> this is the first time. Awesome. Thank you. It's amazing. I love it. Um, and I love what you're doing on social too, of course, because you're a social oh, media person. You. So that's really exciting to share some secrets today. But I want to get into a little bit about your story first. Can you share with us how you got into entrepreneurship, what your journey kind of looked like? You can start anywhere, childhood, adulthood, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So with um, 92 Social, it kind of came uh, not by accident, but it just kind of happened. Uh, so like I, like you mentioned in the bio, I was in radio for six years, but before that I was in, uh, the restaurant business for, uh, I want to say nine to 10 years or so like, yeah, going through school. So I was, I did busing. I was a bar back. I was a server, but it just came to like every restaurant I was a part of. I just ended up doing the social media because I was there every day and I was like, might as well. Um, and then when I got into radio, I was in uh, promotion. So there's a lot of live events, a lot of, you know, artists interaction. So I'm like, I took the social media lead on that and just kind of cap captivating, you know, the, the experience. And I went to school for broadcasting. Uh, don't feel nervous. I was never on air. Uh, my only on air radio job was on top of a hot tub store. So like, it's not glamorous uh so and then i went to i went back to school for pr so i kind of got i knew what i was doing but i never really applied those skills and then after uh just before i left the radio industry i started 92 social and it was and for the sole purpose of having one or two clients uh more side cash and then it kind of progressed it went from two clients to six clients to like now like more than six. So it, it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? Now's the time to at least try it. And then I have a, um, 
I grew up in that like entrepreneurship uh, background, my dad owning his own business. So it, to me, it wasn't a huge jump. I like, as I was growing up, I kind of saw it and I, I, it gave me more of a comfortability that I'm like, I can do this because there's, I've seen the systems in place before and now here we are. That's amazing. It's similar. Um, my story kind of parallels yours in the sense of I was a yoga teacher by trade and that kind of put me through school was teaching yoga and every studio that I ended up teaching at, they're like, oh, can you do our socials or um, can you do our branding or what, do I, what how do I make a website? And so it was mostly just studio owners asking me how to do these things. And that really kind of what um, after my first company, which is a virtual wellness studio, kind of led me to start helping other people build up their branding and their websites and their social stuff, because that's so key. And that's one thing that I'd love for you to speak to is why do you think it's so important for people, business owners, especially new ones, um, to get on social early and to really start creating a social presence for themselves, or maybe even longer term business owners who are maybe brick and mortar or haven't jumped on social yet. Um, where's the importance in that? Like, why is it so crucial? Yeah, it's a good question. So like it, it is important because in 2022 or even like ever since, you know, Facebook really landed in the world, it's, it's a virtual business card. It's a virtual like portfolio piece. And if you're not on it and I always tell my clients, like just because there's a Twitter doesn't necessarily mean you need a Twitter, like less is always more. And I think when a business owners, especially mom and pop shops or people that, you know, have, you know, maybe expanded to a second location, they're, they're mining somewhere else. And they think social media, they think it's overwhelming. It's, it's, that's not the fact like simplicity on social goes a long way. And that usually entails one platform, start with one platform, start building those systems. And then next thing you know, you have a brand on social, you have a personality on social. And when people look you up, like I always put myself in my client's customer's view. So if it's a restaurant, for example, I, I always go before I look at what place to go. I, my first move is always to look on social is look on Instagram. Are they active? Are they healthy? Are they, you know, do they care about social? Cause for me, if they care about their social, it reflects that they care about their brand. And a lot of businesses think like, ah, I'm already busy. I don't need that. Well, there is another like value other than getting new, new customers. It's just putting your product on social. It's again, it's a portfolio piece. It's, this is what we do. This is how we do it. And it's your way to kind of be creative and in your own way, because you're trying to be unique and you're trying to be you're trying to be the best restaurant uh, on Instagram. How do you do that? You just unlock your creativity. And um, I always I always say simple. Less is always more. Yes, I love that. And I think that's so important for every business, especially in the up and coming world. And if your target demographic is anywhere skewing under 30, because like personally, like if I'm looking for something and you don't have any representation on social, I'm not sure I trust you. I'm not sure you're a legitimate business. I'm not sure that you're 
values are there. Like, I don't know anything about you unless I go to you. Um, so I think it's so key, especially with the up and coming, and it's just gonna become more and more prevalent, which is why I really encourage people to get on social now. Like you have to just start, even if it's one post a week, right? Just start to create some consistency. Um, you did mention that sim uh, that simple is best. Um, and typically that's one platform. I, I agree. I usually encourage people always start one place and then you can branch out from there if you want. Is there a way in which you go about picking platforms for clients or recommending platforms? What does that look like? How does someone know where the best place for them to be is? Get another good question because <laughs> that's where my first meeting with a potential client or my new client is uh, I ask them a, a quick questions like who is your audience? Where are they? You know, the five W's. And then I ask them, what do you think is the best platform? Because as we all know, each platform has its own reasons. Um, but most of the time it's, it's just one. And it's, I always like, like I'm a little bit biased because I like Instagram because yeah. there's so many things you can do on, on Instagram than like a Facebook. Cause now Facebook is more like paid ads and there's a lot, it's, it's a bit more uh, difficult to kind of get that traffic in, but oftentimes it's not what our clients think. And uh, it's all about like, what is your product? And if you're a restaurant, for example, they're like, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Instagram, and maybe TikTok. And I'm like, let's scale it down to, let's say yeah. Instagram, because there is, you can do reels that are like TikToks. There's guides where you can kind of explain your maybe COVID protocols now. And there's things that you can really utilize on Instagram that can really be beneficial. So it's, it's really knowing who you uh, want to target. And what kind of value can you bring on social? And oftentimes um, for a service-based uh, company, it's kind of, it's more on long, it's more Instagram only because there's a lot more things you can do. Um, and it's, it, it depends on each industry. Um, but yeah, oftentimes we have like a meeting and kind of discuss and it might just be LinkedIn and have a LinkedIn strategy of, if you're looking for new clients is what's your outreach? Like how many people are you reaching out to a day? And then kind of, again, like it was, like I mentioned, like building up systems. So it's not overwhelming. It's you're like doing a little bit each and every day. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's really interesting because I love Instagram as well. That's definitely my personal place. However, when I started my first company, it's a virtual wellness studio, but we work with mature individuals. So our demographic is 50 to 90 plus. So I really had to analyze, of course, we have an Instagram presence because we have some clients that are still using Instagram and more so up and coming, like they're starting to get on it now. Um, but I really geared towards Facebook groups and Facebook because they were more so there. Um, and so it really depends on your industry and your target market for sure. Because I have a coaching client who I worked with and she was like, oh, like I can't find like my demographic. Like I don't know where they are. And so she was working with targeting moms and what we found with the content she was creating, it did fabulous on Pinterest because all the moms were looking up their DIY projects on Pinterest and they were getting some great reach there. So it really 
it really takes time to think about, get clarity around your ideal client avatar, and then using that to help inform your decision. I don't think there's necessarily a clear cut answer, right? It's very individualized and you speak to that and what you do with your clients, right? And asking those questions, learning those levels to make sure you're making the right decision. Awesome. Yeah. And like the, the Pinterest, like exactly. You, like a, your client wouldn't necessarily know Pinterest and like really know, like I had a, a client that was in a, a painting industry, like a, okay. the construction business. And uh, there, there were like a Benjamin Moore retailer and we're kind of developing ideas. I'm like, Hey, what, what's our next platform? And then I was like, mm-hmm. Pinterest. That's like colors. It's like, it's right there. And like, here are the examples of like the top five heavy hitters on Pinterest. And like, that's something that we can do. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it all, it, it depends on the business, but oftentimes yeah, it's like, you almost have to, like, it's, it's weird because sometimes you don't have to overthink it, but there's all, also other times where like, yeah, let's try Pinterest. Let's try like out of the box ideas and yeah. nothing, nothing's wrong with trial and error. Yeah. And I think one of those, the main points there too, right. Is that it comes down to your own clarity in your business. What I think we probably both see a lot of is people that want to target really wide audiences or like really big groups of people. And so then it wants to be spread across multiple platforms because you're having demographics that resonate more on different platforms. Whereas if we find clarity within who we're speaking to, we can often find that one platform that will be, that will work the best for that group. Right. So I think that's really important, but you did mention something that I'd love you to elaborate more on. And that is your creativity. I know you're really passionate about creativity and I think it's so interesting with entrepreneurs because you have some entrepreneurs that are really naturally creative and they love the content creation piece. And then you have other ones that love to just do their service, whatever the service they, whatever service they offer that they love to do, they just want to stay in that lane and they struggle to create content for social and kind of get into that zone of creativity. So do you have any like insights or tips you could share with us about kind of tapping into that as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah. So like unlocking your creativity is something that I kind of developed or not developed, but like has like that saying has been kind of flowing in my head the past six months, especially because like that, what you meant, what you're mentioning is like a lot of uh, entrepreneurs yeah, are either like, yeah, yeah I, I got it. Nor is and like, they're off in their own. And your, your job is just to support and like, give them like some like, like tips and tricks and like, keep going, but you get on the other end, you get those people who just want to do their job and don't know where to go, where to start. So what I usually suggest to my clients and people that are trying to unlock their creativity is to use the unicorn method. And that is going to your industry, finding your top five heavy hitters um, that are, you know, great in following, great in engagement, are posting regularly and what are they doing? What's, what's the creativity that they're doing? And that often spark plugs an idea and everybody has a creativity at some, some capacity. And especially when you're a industry leader or if you're a professional in your industry, things come together. They, they can like, Oh, I, I, I see what they're doing, but I can do that for here and I can do that for that. And so I usually suggest look at your uh, competitors, take two or three things that they're doing great and how can you use that for your own? And that is usually a good starting point uh, when you're trying to come up with some ideas and 
to kind of just get started. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that method is phenomenal for Instagram reels. I get a lot of questions mm. about Instagram reels and that's a strategy that can be so easily translated to that. You're scrolling through your reels, you're looking at those trending sounds and it may be a trending sound that you're seeing done in a different industry and your piece of creativity is to go, how do I make that for my industry? How do I do that trending sound or the actual trend, whether it's like a little dance or pointing your finger certain directions, how do I do that for what I'm trying to provide value for? And I think that works across the board in content, but I get a lot of questions about reels and I think that's a really good strategy. At least that's what I do. <laughs> exactly. And like oftentimes where um, after you take a look at your own industry and see what they're working also look at almost and this might be like a second secondary step or even just uh more more curiosity step but like look at the opposite industry than you uh if you're a restaurant look at something that's in um banking or accounting or even like the creative field and see what kind of strategy that they're using because uh, like this is again you're trying to be different and trying to be unique and being something that's you're finding something that's completely different from your industry can often work. And again, that's just like a secondary um, outlook that you can kind of start to like create some ideas and it would, it will be unique to your industry because no one else is doing that. So that's usually uh, kind of like an idea. And if you don't find something in your industry, look at something that's completely opposite and start there. I love it. That's a great strategy. That's really cool. So let's just say our entrepreneurs listening have unlocked their creativity. Now, the next question I get is about the overwhelm of content creation then. So they have their ideas. They're they're seeing other industries. They're seeing their own industry. They've gathered kind of what they want to do. What are your thoughts or recommendations around like actually putting together a content plan or content strategy? Like how far out should we be preparing content? How far in advance? Is there an organization we can have around it? So it feels a little less stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I usually start with a month, but if you want to, if you're like step one, day one, you're just starting, I would say do week by week for like a month and then after that month look at your analytics so every week you you kind of have your own idea so you got four different strategies in one month and then you start looking at what what's getting more reaction what's getting more engagement and start to do that even more and how do you do that canva like i i'm a huge huge fan of canva especially for entrepreneurs and people small business owners because it's so user-friendly uh if you get the pro account i think you have uh you can schedule your content even though you can use like facebook creator studio that's also free but it's like all in one platform where you can create your content whether if it's a reel if it's a linkedin uh cover photos they have all the dimensions there and you can start looking at the templates and see what works with you you switch your brand colors and then you're off you can create content within like 15 minutes and post it. So I always suggest start with Canva, very user-friendly and, and really kind of just pay attention to what you're posting and when you're posting mm-hmm. and just read the analytics by the end of the month. 
but I would say if you're starting, do one week at a time and just kind of go from there. Amazing. And there's one word for everyone listening. I want you to highlight in your mind that Riley said, and it was analytics. You guys have to use analytics to inform the content you're creating. If we're just creating content off of no analytics, how do we know what serves our audience best? So without diving into analytics too much, because I know there's a whole science behind it. What is one analytic, like if people are scared of their analytics or maybe have never ever visited them, what is like one or two things that they should look for in their analytics to kind of go off of? Uh, I would say the engagement would be one, uh, just have an eye on it. And, um, and see people say followers, look at followers. I'm like, <laughs> yes, but that's like, like, that's almost like secondary or you don't even, don't worry don't even worry about followers at this moment. Just look at your engagement and your impressions. Yeah. Those are the first two that I usually look for. And then a secondary would be, where do they find you? If it's, you know, through your feed, is it through, especially for Instagram, like if you turn into a business account, you can hit the uh, insight and then you can see if it's been forward, if it's been saved, it's been all these things. So in one swoop, you can see a lot, but I would just say for the first two, uh, uh, first two things would be engagement and impressions. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I always, I always tell my clients, right. You need one follower to make a sale. It's not about follows. It's about engagement. Who's listening, who's interacting, who's getting value from what you're putting out there. Because if no one is, then it doesn't matter. You could have 10,000 followers, but if no one's engaged, no one's listening, you're not making any money anyways. So it's really about looking at our impressions. Are people sharing our content? Are people saving it? What is the value like that we're creating and replicating posts that are doing well, right? So how do we talk about the same topic in a different way if it's getting a lot of saves or a lot of shares? Because I think that too can be a really great tool and help us create repurpose content so we're not always feeling in a state of creativity for those that are a little less creative because <laughs> that can be always hard i'd love to know from your professional opinion riley what is one mistake you think entrepreneurs make with their social media like is there something you see that you're like oh my god stop doing that or oh when a client comes to you and they're like and you're like oh i just wish that wasn't the starting point like why did that happen why did they do that Oh, wow. Yeah. That, I, I know there's answers. Uh, yeah. I would say, oh man, that's a tough question because like, I, I definitely run into that situation multiple times. And I would, I would almost say like, there is a time and a place for like follow for a follow, but they're, they're saying, oh yeah, we have, you know, 1500 followers, but like, it's 50, like it's 1500 and 1500. It's like, like you're not reaching different people. You're just reaching yeah. your friends and it's not solely on that. Um, and oh, there's like so many, uh, um, I, I would really s- hate when people buy either buy followers or buy. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I can't stand that. I'm like, you cannot just do generic comments. First of all, your account's going to get banned. Second of all, people see yes. right through it. Like I was like, oh, okay. oh my gosh. I, I'm so happy you said that. Yes, that actually, that is another one where I, I always say, yeah, like I would say 
like when they don't yeah respond to comments because that's an easy thing you can do um and then also like part of community managing which is like another topic where you're not just giving emojis like thumbs up thumbs up thumbs up you're also giving some value where it could really go down to oh great post i like this or great post because of that that's all i have to do to start building relationships and when people don't do that it's like it's a missed opportunity yeah well and some of your best content comes from the questions your own audience is asking so like get some content ideas in the comments, you know, like what are they talking about? What are they liking? What do they have questions around? And use that as ideas because that is pure gold because it's going to re-engage those people that are already engaging. So I love that. I think you need to be in the comments yourself because it provides incredible insight. So thank you for that, for sure. I'd also like to know one piece of advice that you have for a new entrepreneur. Like if they're not on social yet, but they're like, you've convinced me I'm coming on social. I'm signing up for Instagram right now, making a business account. Um, what is like one thing you would recommend them doing first? I would say first thing is get uh, a username that is searchable. Yeah. That is related to you. Mm-hmm. and get i always say this to like when i start out with clients is that yeah get get the username that's short and kind of easy to remember but also in your profile photo make sure it's like the same profile uh photo as like all your other social accounts and all like it's the way i describe it, it's like sometimes people remember your logo or your like subject or your like, like, yeah, I guess your logo and not oftentimes your, your name. So make sure that like subject of your profile photo is like fluent throughout your website, social media, and also have your correct brand colors. Cause sometimes people kind of, they just message of like, Hey, it was blue. It was like a horse. Uh, yeah. I think it was coffee. And then oftentimes they'll find like co- like horse coffee right. like at horse coffee. So I would say get a good username that's searchable and a profile photo that's fluent throughout. And also it's unique is usually yeah. the first two steps. Yeah. I love it. I think set up the profile, then get the content because if you just start putting yeah. out content and you're at user one, two, three, four, what does that even mean? <laughs> Absolutely no. nothing. So yeah. definitely get that and just, consistency with content from that part forward. Like I think people get hung up on the hashtag strategy or getting Mm. on the explore page or creating viral content, right? It's like, just start with consistency. Like you need posts. I always say like, I had a client who wanted to run ads and they only had five posts on their Instagram. I said, people are going to find your ad. They're going to come to your Instagram and be like, this is not even a real account. Like, what is this? Like you have to have value already built up before you run ads, before anything else, before you even want to go viral. Because if you go viral on your first post on Instagram, like TikTok, fine, whatever. But on, on Instagram, they're going to come to you and they're not going to follow you if you don't have anything else. So make sure you build up what you said at the beginning was like a portfolio. Like what is your portfolio, your business card online that people can actually see and get an understanding from, right? I think that's huge. So Instagram and all social media is a very powerful place. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. 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 So I was going to say, Riley, at the end of every episode, 
I ask all of our guests the one question because our whole podcast is geared around if only someone had told me that, if only someone had shared that with me earlier in my business, maybe things would have been different. Maybe I could have grown faster. So do you have one piece of advice or something that you had wished you known sooner in your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, I would say provide value um, right off the gate to establish that you're, you're an industry leader and you're just not a freelancer. You're, you're a person, you're a professional. Um, like I always have this quote that's in my, like, I'm a big, uh, fan of like, like, that's why I love this kind of podcast where I love learning about other entrepreneurial stories. And one of the, uh, professionals that I, pay attention to is Ryan Serhan, uh, New York city real estate agent, but he has a very, uh, transferable, you know, lessons. And one thing that he said that I take in every single day is take care of the work and the work will take care of you. So as long as you take care of your brand, your, your company, your, the business will follow you'll, you'll will, you will get clients or you will get that, you know, those customers because you're taking care of your own and making sure it's like very, very professional. It's the way you want it. And kind of just focus on yourself yeah. first. And then you'll get that customer. You'll get that traffic. Yeah, I think I think that's great. And that's one thing I say all the time, because we have a lot of people that listen that are maybe wanting to start a side hustle or haven't dove into their business yet. And I say, you need to just start creating content. Because whether or not you have anything to sell is irrelevant. You have to build a community. You have to build an audience. You have to build that trust, that expertise before anyone will buy from you anyways. So start providing value before you're ready to sell because you need to build that up, especially in the online space. It's not like walking into your local coffee shop and being like, hey, I need a coffee, but like, I don't know anything about you. It doesn't matter. You're buying a coffee no matter what. But if you're going to buy from someone online, any service, you need to trust them first. And that requires consistency and showing up and establishing a brand. So I think that's such a good one, especially for new entrepreneurs. So important. So I'd love if you could share a little bit about where everyone could find you. So if listeners want to connect with you, they want to learn more and get all of your value, where could they check you out? Oh, yes. Uh, So this is where it comes down to the searchability. Everything is 92 social at 92 social. Uh, We have a book coming out uh, in the next few months, unlocking your creativity. Um, (laughs) So stay tuned on that. But if you just want to say, Riley, just where can I find you? Instagram at 92 social. We have ask 92, ask me questions, I'll answer, or even 92 cents where I just kind of give a little tips and tricks about uh, social media and uh, just general, we have YouTube channel, we have videos on, you know, five best marketing tools like Canva. Canva is huge. And we take a deep dive on that. So anything 92 social, you'll end up following us. That's awesome. Definitely go check out at 92 social. Um, It also, they have a book coming out. They also have an Instagram course as well as social media templates. So I'm going to have that linked in the description of our podcast. So if you guys are interested in that, um, but definitely make sure you give them a follow, maybe pause, take a little screenshot of our episode right now, tag me and at 92 social over on Instagram, because we'd love to give you guys a follow and check you guys out and see what you're up to. Um, But thank you so much, Riley, for coming on. It was such a pleasure to have you. And all of your expertise. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. That's all for today, friends. I hope you have an incredible day. And until next time, have an awesome business. Take care. That's all for today, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the If Only Entrepreneurs podcast with me, your host, Christina DeFranco. I love to connect with you guys over on Instagram, so feel free to take a screenshot of this episode, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Coach Christina Maria over on Instagram. If you got any value out of this episode, please leave us a review over on iTunes. It helps people just like you find this podcast as well. And until next time, have a lovely rest of your day, and I'll see you in the next episode.